0: You're listening to Philosopher's Moan. I am Blair. You're Blair, your friend Blair. <laughs> fighting the good fight. Oh wait, we're not fighting anything. We're surrendering to the light. We're disarming the dark army inside us. That is all we're doing. What, why? why, well, why do I always got to make it about darkness and light? Okay, what have it? thought? This is a great start to the podcast episode. Yep, we're doing great flow here. Do you ever think about how the method to the madness, that there's a method to the madness? It's like, does that, did anyone take note of the fact that the method is just invented? It's just created the method to the madness. It's all just, it's all just created stuff. It's all just invented, made out of nothing. Both the method and the madness like people's jobs are even just invented you're like oh here do this do these things do these things for what everything just you just everyone just invents stuff to do here nothing is real all of it is just invented (laughs) (laughs) i think about how like lawyers that's like a Prominent, prestigious job. Oh, you're a lawyer? You're a lawyer, that job was invented based on the fact that there was law. and Law was invented and the order was invented and all the methods and the madness, it was all invented for what? Order, it was invented for order in this chaos. You are an inventor. We invent everything, all of the concepts, the ideas of even how to feel about things. This is all invented construction of the mind obviously the most important invention of your entire life will be you 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 invent you that's so cool it's crazy how we do that and then the whole time you're inventing yourself you're like questioning like is this really me is this what I really am hey god do you think do you think I'm doing a good job trying to be like you (laughs) I'm really good at creating myself right Or, or, or are you creating me and I just don't know it and I'm just you know, pretending to be you, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, je ne sais pas. But we have the force of power, of will, the force. So we can reinvent ourselves anytime, anywhere. As long as we like acknowledge we have that power and you know, intentionally use it. Who do you wanna be, who are you? What is your identity? Because that is the foundation. The building blocks of your soul. What do you identify? Maybe you don't even identify of having a soul. Come on, how are you gonna have a soul if you don't believe you have one? It's that simple. I definitely believe I have a soul. I it's just my experience. I feel it. I feel, there are so many experiences in my life that have been like there's you know no other explanation besides you know like deeper higher realms within that your soul is, you know, operating in, I guess. I would actually, I would love to talk to someone who believes they don't have a soul. Like they just it, they just don't believe anyone has a soul. I, I just wonder like why and what is the, like operating from that position? Because I think for me, it's one of the most important uh, factors in my identity that even when I meet people, I am trying to see them for their like soul and their spirit, the light within. I'm not really trying to see them from like, oh, where are they from? What do they look like or whatever? Well, and that is really just a reflection that I also would like to be seen, you know, for like all that I am and not just like, oh, it's some girl, some girl named Blair. (laughs) (laughs) I am, I'm a girl named Blair, but you know, I'm all these other things too. And then I am like, well, this is just a great practice overall to see everything for all that it is so much more than just what it is. It is, it is everything. It is all, it is all one. (laughs) Where do you draw the freaking line? Okay. We all have souls with like some kind of special purpose or something right that's the idea that if you have a soul that the soul has like a whole nother level of stuff going on and it chose to come into this vehicle of earth life or something you know like theoretically say you truly believe that your soul was superman and superman was truly a real person at some point and then your soul reincarnated into this just you know regular human world where there aren't superheroes and you truly believe this you identify that you were once superman so therefore you have this force behind you and everything you do that like you can do it because you were once superman okay and like in theory i'm just explaining how powerful your identity really is because It is what you lean on psychologically subconsciously subconsciously is the key word here because what you're doing consciously with your identity is then you know going to fully submerge into the subconscious decisions and dreams you have and the key here is you have to like 100% believe it and we know how well the human brain is at trying to find out what the hell to believe in? What is it? What, you know, we're constantly doubting everything. We set ourselves up to be proven right. And so often we're looking at things and wanting to feel superior, even if it's an inanimate object. We're trying to find something wrong with everything to prove there's something right about ourselves. But do you see how like hypocritically delusional that is because it's It means you're constantly looking for something that's wrong with you to prove yourself right in order to validate why you're looking for what's wrong. Like you can doubt yourself and it's a safe bet because then you'll get a feedback loop that proves you were right to doubt yourself and then you can see how you get little superiority feels of being proven right but then at the same time it's not something you want to be proven right about and you already set yourself up to be proven right because you're in that kind of pattern and it's a negative spiral for yourself because you're not identifying with all that you are and can fully be in any moment. You're identifying with the part of yourself that needs to be proven right because it's insecure. And fuck that part of yourself. Oops, oops, I just said a swear word. Am I allowed to do that on here? <laughs> I, I must be, right? It's my podcast. <laughs> so much of it is just surrendering, surrendering that you don't know everything surrendering that you are open to knowing your full potential you are open to being full of love and open to just you know like dissolving into that rather than trying to like clench on to any little thing because that is actually like a dark part of yourself needing to control and understand from a fearful place rather than being curiously like I wanna understand this because it's really interesting. It's like, I need to understand this because otherwise my whole existence is threatened. (laughs) This is definitely what I remind you that you are everything, an infinite source of love and power and energy, and you can do anything as long as you unlearn, you know, everything about yourself that told you that you can't do everything you want. like. You also got to understand what it is you want, you know, all of the details to this stuff, but just, I just want everyone to let go of any internal demons they have, stopping them from experiencing joy. I catch myself out all the time judging myself and it's, it's, uh, the more I catch myself out doing it, the more I, I have gotten better at just like taking the lens off, if that makes sense. Like if I'm, you know, I'm obviously perceiving myself you know while i'm going about my day like oh what a, what a, what are you doing blair but if you take off the lens of judgment and you relax into you know an awareness that's open to receive love and energy like literal energy and you you sit with yourself to like sort it out and in my case i'm like breathing I'm breathing i'm breathing everybody <laughs> don't identify with the judgmental part of yourself as kind of what I'm saying because it's so limiting and I really want to emphasize how it it's simple it's not easy but it once you get it it is easy to just relax it like just just shut up just you know you just turn away your attention isn't there and suddenly your your mind has more space to perceive things you actually like will get good energy from and things that are actually you know like a part of a positive experience in reality. It starts from within, it starts from your thoughts, what you're thinking about, and what the part of you that's observing, your your yourself thinking, what that part allows your attention to flow into, like internally. You are not your pain, your trauma, your misfortune. You're none of those things. Those are just feelings or conceptual ideas in your mind. And when you turn and you actually face those feelings, you dissolve the part of yourself that clenches to anything else to avoid that so so it's again it's it's disarming the darkness inside you it's not fighting it you're you just you're just letting it go and and it's like you can use so many words to describe these internal mechanisms but they are really powerful and it's hard it's hard to find the words to describe something so simple but like it's so integrated entirely in like your operating system you know If you know, you know. I'm just trying to know everything whilst knowing I know nothing all at once. The irony of such a thing. It's so weird. It is just the way life is. It is so weird. I was just about to be like, I want to ask you, who are you who do you what do you identify as do you identify as like you know an infinite source of love and power and an epic piece of human technology that can perceive and create things do you do you perceive yourself that way you should like why why did i even ask you how you identify i'm gonna tell you what your identity is you are a super powerful being with a human vehicle to create and perceive whatever you want really truly that's that's true But who cares if I say it's true, you have to believe it or you're not gonna get any of these benefits of the identity being limitless, infinite, reinventions over and over. We are a piece of art. You're a masterpiece in the making. Master yourself, but know that you never can. (laughs) Because we are God and God cannot be mastered. Goddess can't be mastered either. We are god and goddess all together all the time, yeah. (laughs) Oh, we're gonna go to part two. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but I am, and I will continue to do so in part two. Actually, no, I won't. Okay, see you there, bye. (laughs) Hello, welcome to part two. Here we are. We have so much to discuss. Discuss. Disgust is a super weird word. Disgust. It's down. It sounds too much like disgust. Discuss? Disgust. Disgust. <laughs> Gust of wind. Disgust. <laughs> do you ever? Do you ever just think about how ridiculous words are? They're the greatest invention ever, and yet, it's it's literally we like have little shapes that mean little noises that we push out of our bodies to each other and therefore we can communicate. And it's all based on that we all know what a word means. We all have the same definition and understanding, but really we have totally different associations to every definition of every word ever. How weird is this system of communication? And then I think about how like, anytime something is discovered, Someone names it. it, it gives a word to the phenomenon, the destination, the thing, right? So scientists literally gave the name Golgi Apparatus to, to, be I have to look it up, I don't even know what that is, but a scientist decided that something inside us, it's part of the cell, I know it's part of the cell, the Golgi Apparatus, who comes up with that crap? Some random person gave this thing a name. All right, guys, here it is. The Golgi apparatus, also known as the Golgi, Golgi, Golgi complex, Golgi body, Golgi apparatus, Golgi body, or simply the Golgi, is an organelle found in most eukaryotic cells. So eukaryotic as well. Who the heck came up with this stuff? Someone did. Someone just was like, yeah, that's a eukaryotic cell and that's a normal cell. And you're like, oh, okay, thanks, genius. I'm like, I better go discover stuff so that I can give it a name. I want to name stuff. I want to make the words. I could name stuff way better than whoever named the Golgi apparatus the Golgi apparatus. Come on. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, the words they're like pulling from are based on like, oh, Latin or something. What is Latin based on Sanskrit? No, oh God, I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, that could be a blonde joke or something. I don't even want to look at that. Well, just to clear things up, Sanskrit, older than Latin. Boom. Sorry, Latin, Roman Empire, whatever. It's so cute how we use words to like, imagine all of the associations in our mind. Some people, like, I visualize, but I also like, have the words in my head as well, if that makes sense, like I... I I think in, yeah, I think in words, it's like a little, little like voiceless voice that talks in words, but I also visualize, minds are so weird, but anyway, I think it's really cute how just like some little symbols, we look at it and then our mind like explodes with all, you know, our own definitions of the meaning, like what it means to us. Someone can write words to you, it can be an email, a text message, a letter, and. Those words, just looking at them, can make your heart stop, drop, make your stomach erupt in butterflies. You could be like exploding with visual awesomeness. It's just, it's so cool. We're so sensitive to like these, these meanings, these symbols, these words. Words are so cool. I wish that I could invent new words to be like more precise with without having to s- use as many words if that makes sense like one word would describe a very specific phenomena or situation rather than having to use like five sentences i love you didn't that feel nice didn't that feel nice everyone loves to hear i love you doesn't it feel good <laughs> imagination as well okay is so powerful we have such an epic ability just being a human being the imagination I think is what makes humans so unique to every other species on the planet is that we have such a intricate overactive imagination it is the bane of our existence and the glory as well because It's the reason for every anxiety about the future. But it's also the reason for every nostalgic moment and every dream and every like it's it's we can imagine and create with like all these like tools that we don't even we take for granted how limitless it is. You know what I mean? It's like imagine if it was MS paint in your mind, but instead it's like, you know, it's whatever you make of it everyone's mind is different I guess but I've been trying to work on my like visual tools in my mind you know like treating it like I can practice and work on these depths of mindscape um, yeah I was thinking I should keep a dream journal I haven't done that I want to do that be a dream journal person I can't believe I've never been a dream journal person you would think I would be wouldn't you but I, I just haven't done that I should do it i actually when I was 16 I did I think I have a few questions about imagination myself actually like I, I would like to know how does it affect your body because see I'm thinking by practicing with my visual mind's eye you know imagining things with more vivid details and stuff that um, it would be like contributing to neuroplasticity and like other good things that are good for your brain because I'm, you know, exercising its abilities, right? But I guess it's the visual cortex, which is connected to the limbic system, but uh, like they communicate information. Must, so then I'm thinking like there must be a way to prove imagining like truly. It's like you, you could really meditate on something and it's really visual and you're really into it. it of course, it has some kind of effect physiologically, I'm always in awe at how, you know, of course, when you smell something you haven't smelled in a while, and it stirs the most vivid memory. It's like, wah, vivid memory. And you're like, whoa, how your brain stores that and then presents it to you. It's like, it's so beautiful. We are such beautiful creatures in that sense. Beautiful human technology, (laughs) organic natural technology. Oh, we store so many memories. We are genuinely genius supercomputers that are alive. Don't stop stop. Stop. believing. This is the end of episode 18. So here is some Philosopher's Poem. It's a short one. I just like wrote it. Hold on to that feeling if the rug pulls out from under you or the stars don't carpet your sky we can be the magic to fall back on when everything else has gone awry see you in the next episode